Um, well, welcome to this morning's uh, webinar um, in our series about financial centres of the world. Uh, we have today a focus on Luxembourg, um, a financial centre and a place that uh, we at CEN um, have been tracking and, uh, and, and know well. Um, I was just talking uh, to our, our main guest today um, to say that I was last in Luxembourg uh, almost two years ago. Uh, where Luxembourg for Finance hosted the launch of the Global Green Finance Index, um, and um, you know, look forward to be able to return to Luxembourg at some point in the future. Um, I'd just like to briefly thank our sponsors um, for this uh, event and for all our events. Um, we're very lucky in having a group of sponsors who enable the FS Club um, to run a series of events ranging widely across the themes of finance and technology. Uh, we are really grateful uh, for you to uh, give us the uh, freedom uh, to be able to arrange that far and wide and to make this series of webinars possible. Um, our agenda this morning, um, my job is really to get out of the way very quickly um, and uh, leave space uh, for Philip von Restorff, Deputy CEO of Luxembourg for Finance, who's going to give a presentation on uh, Luxembourg and its current position and developments. Um, I'll then add um, a few thoughts um, from an external perspective about Luxembourg and then we'll run into uh, the question and answer session. Uh, for those of you who have not used the GoToWebinar system before, um, the way to ask a question is to go to the dashboard which you see on your screen. Uh, you'll find a little question uh, box in grey uh, which you can open up, type in a question, submit it, um, and we'll deal with those um, at the end of the session. But you can put a question at any point uh, during the presentation. Um, so please, anything that strikes you, um, put it into the question box uh, and keep them flowing uh, during the presentation. Um, we'll have about 45 minutes for the entire session um, and uh, we're looking forward for uh, a lively uh, conversation uh, as well as hearing from Philip. Um, very briefly, um, this is us, the panel for today, um, and I'm now going to get out of the way. Um, first of all, to launch um, a poll which Philip has posed for us, um, just asking um, for this audience what we think will dominate our business in 2021. Uh, COVID-19, digitalization, sustainable finance post-Brexit. Um, there may You may have other priorities, but we're asking you this morning to just focus on uh, choosing one of those. Um, and so I'm going to launch the poll now. Um, and we can see that uh, people are putting their answers in. We have about 70% already have answered. Okay, so I'm just going to share the results now. So actually quite balanced. Um, COVID-19 certainly comes out as the top, but only just over digitalization, sustainable finance, um, and the lowest answer being 13% uh, for uh, post-Brexit. But roughly a third of people saying COVID-19 will continue to dominate business during 2021, digitalization 29%, and sustainable finance um, at uh, 25%. So um, an interesting focus um, and one which I'm sure you'll want to take into account, uh, Philip, in um, taking taking forward the discussion this morning. So over to you. 
Um, thank you very much, Mike. Um, uh, thank you for having invited me and, and, and giving me the, the opportunity to um, present to you the Luxembourg International Financial Center. Um, allow me to, 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 to tell you a little bit about Luxembourg in, uh, in, and the financial center in more general terms. And that will help you later on to put um, everything into, into the current um, context. So Luxembourg stands for openness, um, sustainability and stability. Openness to innovation, openness to people, openness to business. Um, we are a very politically stable country with a very low public debt and doing quite well economically. We have been consistently AAA rated by the three major rating agencies in the recent years. And Luxembourg has some, let's say, exceptional characteristics. Uh, first, we have three official languages. Uh, we have uh, a population that is almost half composed by foreigners. And um, Luxembourg acts as not only um, the engine for its national economy, but also for the economy of the greater regions, meaning of parts of our three surrounding country neighbors, which are France, Belgium, and Germany. And which is an interesting fact too, is that 40% of our workforce in Luxembourg actually come out of these regions and are commuting every day uh, to Luxembourg. Important to remind is also that Luxembourg is a founding member of, of the European Union um, of the Schengen area and is actually considering the EU common market as its home market. And this is, I think, important to, to remind because often uh, questions arise how a so small country can have an, an international financial center. Well, it derives from the fact that we consider the common market, the European common, um, common market, as our home market. And so Luxembourg is one of the three capitals of Europe, together with Strasbourg and Brussels. We are home to the European Court of Justice, to the European Investment Bank, the European Investment Fund, and uh, among others, also the European uh, Stability Mechanism. I think the fact that Luxembourg is uh, very strongly focused on sustainability is reflected by uh, the government action who actually has put uh, sustainability in the core of its governmental program. Um, could you flip the, on the next slide, please, Mike? Thank you very much. So the, 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 these characteristics are at least in, in part an explanation how Luxembourg has achieved to become uh, a leading international financial center. Actually, it has managed over time to knit together a, an ecosystem of uh, various service providers, including investment services, fintech, wealth planning, real estate management, philanthropy, investment management uh, companies, and international listing and post-trade services. So we, we really managed to have set up an infrastructure and a regulatory expertise uh, needed for the success um, of international finance ex um, activities. Um, uh, um, characteristic of Luxembourg is also that we have always tried to be innovative 
and um, the usage directive, the implementation of the usage directive as, as first country uh, in 88 is, 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 is maybe a good example of that. And that has given us also the opportunity to, to move quite uh, quickly uh, with the implementation of the um, alternative uh, investment um, directive uh, 10, um, 20 years later. So we, we, we have a long track record, track record of innovations. Uh, the most recent in, in sustainable finance would be the implementation of a law on green covered bonds. And uh, last summer, uh, the setup of a sustainability uh, bond framework. So I believe that um, our cluster of specialized services is clearly the number one attraction uh, for financial institution seeking uh, to set up shop uh, in the European Union. So over time, and especially since the financial crisis, we have managed to grow into a regulatory risk management and compliance competence center. And uh, you can see a lot of teams in Luxembourg which serve as the group, as the group's regulatory nerve center and somehow the control center. What we, what we have observed also lately is uh, a moving towards bringing front office functions uh, to Luxembourg, uh, as well as uh, key decision-making roles, which is um, something which we could see uh, over the last five years. Now, coming to the past year, and um, I think this is the same to every one of us, it was a year that has been unlike any other in recent history. So from a financial center point of view, uh, what we have observed that we have been able within a matter of days to move to remote working. That is the first fact. Uh, the, the second fact is that the financial center has proved to be very um, resilient, uh, which is important because um, especially in, in, in the, these times now, we have to make sure that capital can flow uh, freely uh, from and to investors anywhere. 2020 was also about Brexit, um, but I have to but I have to say um, when saying that 2020 has been also about Brexit that most of the financial firms have already been prepared for the March uh, deadline uh, last year, at least from an operational uh, perspective. Um, we are very happy that uh, the Commission and the, the UK have managed to coin out a deal. Um, which is uh, essentially for us, it barely covered uh, financial services, but the mere fact that we have a deal um, uh, opens up some perspectives, we believe, uh, in the future. So in, in, in terms of the success of the financial center, what could be said is that in 2020, we uh, had been happy to welcome 82 um, entities being licensed to operate out of Luxembourg. The next slide, please. So Luxembourg is traditionally a, a very strong uh, banking center, which is uh, known for the cross-border activities in private and corporate banking, fund administration and custody, and, and treasury services. So banks in Luxembourg um, permits uh, non-EU banking groups to uh, be a key gateway to the European Union. So we have a long-standing expertise 
right from the 19th century to today in, in, corporate, in corporate banking, in the provision of international loans, might it be bilateral or syndicated, and treasury services. We are also, over the last 30 years, we have managed to um, develop a one-stop shop solution for private banking and uh, global wealth management. And this is where we have been uh, developing um, expertise for especially for uh, entrepreneurs and investors with cross-border needs. In 2020, and, and despite the, the general trend um, in the banking industry, the consolidation trends, we, we have managed to, to attract uh, five banks to Luxembourg, um, some of them supporting EU clients post-Brexit in areas like wealth management, um, fund custody, or corporate and capital markets. Mike, if you could uh, show us the, the next slides. Traditionally, Luxembourg has always been um, uh, very strong when it comes uh, to the insurance business, and uh, especially, again, towards um, investors and uh, private person who have faced challenges um, and are highly mobili uh, mobile. Um, we have a know-how in providing insurance products to clients across the EU. And um, very important is that uh, there are two reasons, which is the regulatory environment and the quality of uh, supervision, which are really the two key reasons why international insurance contin uh, companies continue to choose Luxembourg as the AAU hub. So in the insurance business, we have mainly three pillars. The, the first one being the life insurance uh, business, which uh, provides tools available for asset management and success, uh, succession planning, which uh, provides clients with international portability and um, very wide flexibility, flexibility of investment. Luxembourg is also a major center for captive reinsurance. Today, we have 216 captive reinsurance company um, on behalf of firms originating from more than 40 countries. So that makes us the largest captive reinsurance center in the European Union with a regional market share of around 24%. We have in the recent years also been witnessing um, leading international non-life insurance companies having set up uh, their EU headquarters in Luxembourg. What have we been seeing in 2020 was that uh, insurance premiums have been struggling due to COVID-19. Um, so following a strong growth observed in the, in the years before, also largely due to, to Brexit relocations, the insurance industry remained quite stable in terms of firm numbers uh, who, has, who are located in Luxembourg, but we have seen that COVID-19 has and continues to impact uh, the, invest, uh, the, uh, the insurance uh, sector in Luxembourg. If you could flip to the next chart, please, Mike. Luxembourg is probably most known for being the home of the, the global fund industry. As mentioned earlier on, we had uh, the opportunity in the 80s to have this first mover advantage by implementing 
the the USIT um, directive and becoming then um, um, a major center of uh, cross-border distribution of uh, investment funds. And uh, we have been able to provide European retail and institutional clients uh, to exit uh, and to, to access international markets. Today, Luxembourg is handling about 62% of cross-border investment funds worldwide from over 70 countries. Top 100 asset managers worldwide, 98 of them have uh, funds uh, domiciled in Luxembourg. As I mentioned earlier too, we have been very rapid in implementing the Alternative Investment Fund Managers Directive, which has helped us once again uh, to develop and to position us as a well-regulated hub for the global alternative fund industry. So we are really able to tailor solutions for clients and professionals alike by combining characteristics from various jurisdictions. Notably, thanks to the fact that we have setting up a limited partnership regime, uh, which fits the needs uh, from clients, both common law and civil law um, based jurisdictions. So we have become over the last years a prime location for private equity, venture capital, hedge funds and real estate funds. Given the rise of a number of structures designed to facilitate, uh, facilitate private equity, and real estate's acquisition with cross-border components. Today, uh, we manage around 700 billion euro, uh, euros in, in regulated alternative funds. So asset under management in Luxembourg private equity funds increased around 20% in 2019 and even 50% in 2020. 19 out of the 20 global private equity houses have operations in Luxembourg. Which brings me then to the next slide of the capital markets. As you all know, capital markets play a key role in supporting economic growth by allocating capital, thereby creating jobs that helps to build infrastructures and drive innovation. Luxembourg's capital market infrastructure and unique international expertise make it a perfect place for companies of all sizes to finance their European or global activities. Luxembourg over the last 10 years has grown to become an international leader in debt capital, a key hub for securitization and structured finance vehicle, as well as an acknowledged platform for hosting landmarks international IPOs. Sticking out is the Luxembourg Stock Exchange, who is the global leader in debt securities listing, the number one listing outside Asia for dim sum buns, the first stock exchange in Europe to have listed the Sukuk, and today most known for being the first to have implemented a leading platform dedicated exclusively to sustainable finance investment vehicles. One has also to mention in the area of capital markets that Thanks to the wealth of post-trading services providers, Luxembourg has become a global center of all aspects of collateral management, including clearing, settlement, custody, and asset servicing. So today, the international central securities depositors, depositories manage 7 trillion 
euros, uh, trillion euros asset uh, under management. So we are also, with respect to capital markets, a leading center for securitization and structured investment vehicles. And today, Luxembourg is home to 1,200 um, securitization vehicles. Mike, would you be so kind to go to the next slide where we, where I will speak a little bit of financing a sustainable future? So as you might know, Europe has decided to take the leadership in terms of sustainability, in terms of uh, sustainable finance. And uh, most recently, um, the European, well, in 2019, the European Commission um, presented the European Green Deal and the Agenda 2050, which complements the UN Agenda 2030. Luxembourg has a long tradition in, in terms of uh, sustainable finance. We have been starting within the um, microfinance um, industry in the 90s by setting up um, microfinance investment vehicles, and we are now a leader in this respect. And we have been moving forward to become um, a leader within responsible investment funds. We have 61% of market share in global asset under management in microfinance investment vehicles and 45% of asset under management in European environment strategy funds. In 2020, we have really seen that sustainable finance moves at the center stage, both in response to COVID-19 pandemic, but also for growing sustainability concern. What we have witnessed also in 2020, that in the ESG, we have seen the S, the social aspects, um, taking a lot of importance. So we have notably seen, especially on the Luxembourg Green Exchange, social and sustainable bond issuance rising. We have been also very happy that we have been the listing location for the EU first social bond issued under the European Union Shore program. When we look, when we take a look at the Luxembourg Green Exchange, we 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 have been very happy that the Luxembourg Green Exchange has been welcoming 407 new sustainable securities, totaling more than 186 billion euros. This is a 134% increase in terms of total value compared to 2019. The number of securities added on LGX grew by more than 50% compared to the year before. So the Luxembourg Green Exchange now displays over 900 sustainable securities worth over 388 billion euros, which is quite an achievement. What we have been witnessing also, that there has been an increased demand for labeling sustainable finance products. Our National Luxembourg Financial Labeling Agency, LuxFlag, has been labeling investment products um, by a growth rate from 76% in 2020, going as high as 144% for ESG labeled funds. So we now have labeled 322 investment products across 10 jurisdictions 
representing 135 billion euros in assets under management by promoters from over 17 countries, which again reflects our international openness. In terms of fintech, on the next slide, Mike, if you would be so kind, thank you. Luxembourg started about 10 years ago to um, put the transition of the financial center at the core of its activities. The strategy Luxembourg put in place in terms of financial technology has never been to become um, a fully fledged fintech center uh, as it might be, be London or Singapore. The aim was to help the incumbent uh, financial institution to manage the transition towards uh, financial technology solutions. So what has been the aim is to give the tools to the industry to remain industry leaders. What the government has done is to set up the Luxembourg House of Financial Technology, which serves as a national platform um, and interface for global fintech hubs. And it brings together financial institutions, fintech innovators, research and academia. What we could witness in the last years is that due to Luxembourg becoming a, a, a hub in, in regulatory and risk management, that uh, RegTech has really uh, been uh, boosted by, uh, by this uh, phenomenon. What we have been seeing also is that uh, Luxembourg has managed to become uh, a regional leader in, in, in terms of, uh, of uh, payments. Uh, we have uh, been uh, able to attract uh, key European payment and uh, e-money le leaders. And we are happy to say that um, leading international players are interested in setting up shop in, in Luxembourg and, and use Luxembourg as their headquarters for European Union business. So this role has been confirmed with the relocations of a number of payment firms in the wake of Brexit, among others, giants like Alipay and trendsetters like Airbnb. Luxembourg has also managed to establish itself as a home to one of the largest open banking platforms in Europe. Um, following the implementation of PSD2. So Luxembourg's financial center and specifically its fund industry increasingly responds to the regulatory compliance and operational needs of cross-border financial services. We are becoming really a regional uh, RegTech hub. And um, that brings me to the next slide. Key to all this development in terms of fintech, in terms of uh, sustainable finance, in, in terms of the industry uh, undergoing a paradigm shift, what is key is, is, is the workforce we have. And today we have about roughly 51,000 uh, people uh, working uh, in the financial center. And as you all know, um, uh, talent attraction has become key uh, for the success of the development of every financial center and there Luxembourg is not an exception. We work very hard to um, attract 
retain and develop the talents in order for us to achieve this uh, important transition. That brings me to my last slide, which is uh, our ambition for 2025. We want to continue to be an international financial center at the heart of the European Union, financing a stronger climate neutral circular economy. We want to do this in concert with other international financial centers. We want to continue to strive leading in sustainability. We want to continue to push innovation by also respecting uh, the principles and the standards set by the international bodies and the European Union in terms of responsible governance. We are committed to tax transparency and maintaining a sound legal framework. And this ends my short presentation of the Luxembourg Financial Center. And Mike, back to you. Well, Philip, thank you very much indeed. Um, and uh, we've already got some questions coming in, but do keep them coming. Um, I just wanted to um, give a kind of external view about Luxembourg. Um, as you know, we at ZN um, look at financial centers through the Global Financial Centers Index, the Global Green Finance Index, and the new Smart Centers Index. Um, and looking at Luxembourg and the Global Financial Centers Index, two things really um, jump out. First of all, uh, the rapid improvement in Luxembourg's rank in recent editions of the GSCI, uh, driven by people uh, rating Luxembourg highly um, uh, in recent editions, and really, I think, demonstrating the impact which Luxembourg has made. Uh, secondly, uh, looking at the analysis we do by industry subsector, uh, where we take just the people from uh, different sectors of finance who fill in the GSCI questionnaire and run the GFCI model for each of those uh, sectors. And we see the very, very uh, marked strength in investment management, insurance, and professional services uh, really backing up what uh, Philip has been talking about in terms of the focus uh, of Luxembourg's uh, you know, business. Going on to green finance, um, you know, the, the, there was a reason I was in Luxembourg two years ago launching the Global Green Finance Index. Uh, it is because of uh, Luxembourg's leadership in sustainability. Um, and you know, for a small, uh, a small center being ranked in the top five for both depth and quality in the Global Green Finance Index um, is, is very impressive and again reflects the strategic focus on green finance in recent years. It's a crowded market at the top of the uh, Global Green Finance Index, um, but it's dominated by Europe and Luxembourg is very strongly uh, in, in the mix there. And then some thoughts on key strengths. And you know, this is my analysis. I hadn't seen Philip's slides before I did my slide, but there's a lot of um, you know, similarity in the way that we view Luxembourg and the uh, way that Luxembourg for Finance uh, would describe itself. Uh, first of all, there has been um, you know, post-Brexit growth in asset management and insurance. Um, that is simply a, a positioning uh, issue in terms of access to EU markets, we think, uh, but it's been important for Luxembourg. Uh, the long-term long stability um, that Philip mentioned, we think, is a key factor, along with the development of green finance. Um, and that idea of being a central location in Europe and a multilingual business centre uh, certainly has added to Luxembourg's uh, strength over the years. Uh, 
Um, and finally, it's a desirable place to live and work. We were talking to someone recently about Luxembourg. He said, well, if you come to Luxembourg, why would you ever leave? Um, and certainly it seems that uh, you know, for, for this and many other financial centers, uh, being a really good place to live and work um, and bring up a family and all the other things that go with that um, is you know, seen as an important part of uh, attracting uh, a very uh, highly skilled workforce. So just some thoughts from uh, ourselves, an external perspective, um, before we move on to uh, the question session. I say we have some questions in already, but uh, please do keep them coming. Uh, one person has asked, will you uh, have access to the presentation slides after the event? Uh, there's a link actually at the top of the chat uh, for this event with them in, um, but we'll be emailing you all after the event, uh, which will include a link to where you can uh, grab the slides and indeed a recording of the session uh, for those of you who want to go and review the highlights and uh, live it all over again. Um, so moving into questions, first of all, we have a question, uh, first of all, from uh, Bob McDowell, who's based in uh, Guernsey. Um, and just noting that Luxembourg is one of several low tax jurisdictions in the EU. Um, and just wondering what the what may happen as the EU seeks to uh, blacklist some UK crown dependencies. Um, you know, is there an apprehension in Luxembourg the UK may take measures against low tax financial centres in the EU? Uh, if we can't get an agreement um, on financial services between the UK and the, UK and the EU. In other words, you know, it, is, this, is this Brexit coming home to roost in terms of uh, the UK um, you know, taking a very separate position? Um, good question. Um, we don't believe so. We, 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 we as, as Luxembourgers, always had good relationship with the city of London. Uh, we we have been uh, seeing uh, during the Brexit negotiation that the, that the city of London um, wanted to to have close relationship with other um, international financial center. I'm quite confident that we will continue to uh, to to work uh, along uh, a partnership, and I, I I don't I don't see us going into that direction. Okay. And kind of a follow-up question from Clifford Brown. He said, from an ESG perspective, um, you know, what's the relationship, or how do you how do you reconcile uh, Luxembourg's reputation as being a kind of low tax, tax avoidance kind of jurisdiction, uh, with setting a more su sustainable financial future? Um, you know, do those things go together in terms of you know, ESG? Uh, well, th this is this is an interesting question because it gives me a little bit the, the opportunity. So. Um, uh, Luxembourg doesn't position, position itself as 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 low tax um, uh, domicile. What Luxembourg position itself and uh, where it has actually the, the the most of success in is the the expertise in in cross border uh, financial services and um, and and the fact that people are always coming back to the to the to this um, low tax image, which is by the way not reflecting what, what what's happening uh, on the ground. Um, then um, this is because images tend to, uh, to last. So we have been in the last years, and uh, especially since the government is in place since 2013, uh, set ourselves on a path of, of, of transparency. And uh, so if um, uh, low taxation can be achieved, that is not because we have implemented it in our framework. Uh, it is it is it is more uh, about uh, international and European law. 
And uh, there we collaborate with the European Union, our partners in the European Union on OECD level. Uh, and we have been uh, quite supportive of all the changes that have implemented uh, after the discussions. And we have never been blocking any kind of um, change when it comes to, to, to European or international law in, in terms of, of taxation. So we are very clearly open to discuss everything and to be supportive of um, international and European changes when it comes to the taxation uh, framework. So it's 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 really for in our eyes a little bit uh, a simplistic view um, uh, that uh, that that some people have of um, of Luxembourg. Thank you very much for that. And I think to, to add on this, it is um, and 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 this is uh, this uh, this is why 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 I said in 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 the beginning it is often misunderstood how a small country can become an international financial center, and it's important to mention that because uh, we are part of the European Union and we want to really make the the, the capital market union function is by considering the European Common Market as our home market. So okay. we are very much in line in my eyes when it comes to ESG. And I think that, that, that ties into the, another question we've had, which is the question of you know, tax harmonization with the EU and whether you see that as a threat to your financial services standing. I guess from your, your comment just now, you see that absolutely as central to um, you know, your, your financial services standing um, and, and tax harmonization not being a threat at all. But what's your view on that? Well, uh, that, 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 that doesn't... Um, um, the, we we are we, we as I said we are um, we are open to discuss anything and uh, we have been supportive of anything that has uh, been uh, decided uh, within our partners in, uh, at European Union level or the OECD level. Um, so uh, I, I I don't see uh, us going forward in this direction uh, changing in the near future. Thank you very much. Um, an interesting question from Sevilla Din. Um, you know, has Luxembourg? What is Luxembourg's approach to gender lens investing? The whole idea of investing that you know also benefits the role, the place of women in society. Um, you know, has that made an impact yet, um, or are there any plans uh, or programs that are you know in, in place to look at gender lens investing? So Luxembourg has committed itself to uh, to to two things. Uh, one is to COP21, and the second one is to uh, to the SDGs. So the 2030 UN Agenda, which clearly states that uh, uh, um, equal treatment is 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 a goal to be achieved by 2030. And and naturally, uh, uh, the the issue of gender equality is taken quite seriously, and uh, and we go into this direction. Uh, uh, with uh, with commitment. Thank you very much. Um, Bob McDowell again is just asking who do you view in Luxembourg as your main competitors both within the EU and outside you know where do you position yourself in terms of competition uh, between financial centers? That's a good question. It's 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 hard to uh, to to reply to because it, it depends of the of what we are talking about. Uh, when we are talking about asset man management, um, uh, a competitor would would of course be 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 Ireland, one uh, of the ones to mention. Um, and um, 
And then um, the, the, the second part of the, the, the answer would be that um, in terms of sustainable finance, for instance, uh, we, we don't see us compete. We, we mostly see us uh, trying to help each other uh, in achieving the sustainable development goals and the, the, the goals set by the European Green Deal. Uh, so, um, as I said in, in, in the statement also, we, we are always looking for a complementarity to other financial uh, centers, uh, which is really um, the ambition we have. Thank you very much. And this, this whole question, particularly in sustainable finance of competition versus collaboration, um, is one which is very live. Um, and there's a lot more, I think, collaboration uh, you know, from those who are involved in green finance than perhaps there has been traditionally in traditional finance. But uh, uh, we, we watch this space with real interest uh, as to how people work together. Um, uh, uh, quite a specific question. Um, Luxembourg SV is saying uh, Errol Risa is very attractive for receivables linked financing. But the question, can it be used for real estate development? And what has been the major sectors of real estate that Luxembourg SV enables? Uh, I have to say that we can, uh, we will will put uh, Philip in touch with all those who've asked questions. Uh, so if, there, if there's some questions which are more detailed than can be answered here, then uh, very happy to pass on contact details. But um, any thoughts on real estate through Luxembourg SV? Uh, Luxembourg SV has 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 been uh, used for, for for every kind of of different uh, real estate uh, projects. So um, that uh, that is a question where you really have to get in touch with us, and and we link you to uh, to to a specialist to to go into the details, um, um, which is the basis of, of of your question, I guess. Thank you. Um, with starting to get to the end of the session um, but if you've got last questions please do keep them going uh, we have a question from uh, Lever Lowert who asks uh, what are the next steps that LFS is planning uh, to increase Luxembourg's attractiveness even further so what are the what are the plans to make you, you even more um, attractive as a financial center well, most surely what we are focusing the most on is the, the, the Luxembourg Sustainable Finance Strategy we, we, we have been just launching uh, last week. Um, this, is, this is for us um, and, and for all the, 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 the financial institution in Luxembourg, uh, probably the fastest train so far we, we have on track. Uh, and uh, and uh, this is uh, where probably most of the of the the future the near future uh, changes uh, will come. So uh, we have we have to be quick. We have to make sure to raise uh, uh, awareness among the industry. We have uh, we have to be sure um, to. Um, uh, to to make sure that that everyone is ready, not only in the financial industry but uh, in, in in the economy uh, in, in in general, uh, to uh, to to remain attractive as and and to prove actually what we want to do in terms of sustainability and sustainable finance. So I believe that to remain attractive, we really have to walk the talk, and uh, this is uh, this is uh, the the most. Uh, urgent issue we have to to tackle so far thank you um <clears throat> richard lee has asked a question about the uh, uk eu regulatory relationships in terms of equivalence uh, obviously the governor of the bank of england made a speech <laughs> a couple of ago noting that the eu hadn't granted uk regulatory equivalence um and do you think there's uh, something there which um needs action at uh, individual country level or is there something which is going to um just take its time to work through 
we would have welcomed if there would have been more uh, equivalences but this is uh, this is um, a decision that has to be made by 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 the european commission which we sup uh, fully support as uh, as a as a real uh, european um, member state uh, so um we have to figure out uh, in, in, in which areas uh, we need equivalences. But then again, it's not a matter of negotiation. It's, it's, it's something which, which will be attributed by the European uh, Commission. And I think for the time being, the Euro Commi European Commission is, is, is waiting to see how on a regulatory uh, uh, basis uh, where the UK is moving to. If they are moving away from the regulatory standards uh, uh, from the EU or, or not, and uh, I think um, um, for the time being, the European Commission is uh, is ob it's observing the trend and, and what's happening more closely uh, before taking any kind of decision in in this sense. Okay, uh, we're coming to the end, but um, someone's asked what what are the new opportunities Luxembourg government has launched um for new non-eu nationals who would like to set up a startup in luxembourg well, there, there are a lot of, of, of different things we have done there was a, a new law that has been implemented uh, in uh, uh, last year and um we will um um, I'm, I, I can provide, I have not the detail with me now for non-EU uh, residents, what, what, what the changes are, but I can uh, for sure um, um, be able to respond uh, if uh, the person who has asked the questions, uh, if he contacts me directly, I, I can put him um, in touch with the, with the adequate persons. That's super. And as I say, we will um, you know, give you details, Philip, if you ask questions um, after the event. Uh, indeed, Ian, Ian Hillierbrook is saying he's got fairly detailed and lengthy question. Uh, it's probably better dealt with in direct contact. So we'll put the two of you in touch and make sure that, that conversation can take place. Um, so that's um, great. We've reached the end of our, uh, of our time. Um, and thank you very much both to the audience for um, a very engaged and lively discussion uh, and for your attending today. Um, and also, um, you know, to Tommy Leonard, one of our participants, has just said thank you to Philip for the very insightful and interesting presentation. Um, people, I think, are uh, very grateful uh, for the time you've taken to be with us today. I just want to mention again our sponsors. Um, again, thank you to them uh, for allowing us to run these uh, series of webinars. Um, we have a number coming up uh, in the coming days, uh, automated, automated horizon scanning on Thursday, uh, the post-COVID business model and policy choices for Europe. Uh, in the chat, you'll have noticed that uh, my colleague Morgan has put uh, a note to say that Philip is holding a webinar on the 23rd of February um, on you know, life after Brexit and you know, for Luxembourg perspective. Uh, next Monday, though, we have um, a webinar looking at uh, space. Um, with a view both from Europe and China um, about the, um, the future of um, space and technology uh, links to finance. So um, plenty for you to be getting your teeth into um, and um, we look forward to seeing you at forthcoming events. Just remains for me to um, offer my thanks uh, to you as the audience, uh, definitely to Philip. Um, we have a number of people in the questions uh, just passing on their thanks to, to uh, Philip for his uh, presentation this morning. Uh, normally at such an event, of course, you would have a large round of applause. Um, all I can offer you is a very small one. Thank um, you, Trevor. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> thank you, indeed. <laughs>
Thank you indeed, Philip. Uh, thank you all. Um, and we look forward to seeing you at future events. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you very much, Mike. Stay safe. Bye-bye.